Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Okay, but in a podcast. What is it now, Karen? Episode 14. Welcome back, dear Winkers, to the What Is It Now, Karen podcast. <laughs> and if you're new to the podcast, we did that. We did like 10 or 11 episodes last year. And we thought we'd come back and do some more because we enjoyed it that much. So we take me and uh, I'm Joe and uh, Bethany's also here. Hello. And every, every week or 10 days or whenever we can be. <laughs> Average 10 alert. days at the moment. <laughs> We get together and we see what's in the news and how the Karens of the world are reacting to it. So that's yeah. pretty much it. <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very simple concept. Yep. Uh, how, how have you been, Bethany? I just made banana bread, so don't eat any more. Well, that's, that's peak lockdown, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know, I've only started making it recently and I think some sort of like osmosis happened to me. Because something right happened and I, I was in, you know, I just found myself making it one day. Like, I don't particularly remember deciding that I was going to make it. And that's not the meaning of osmosis, though, babe. Oh, what's osmosis? <laughs> <laughs> osmosis is diffusion, but specifically related to water. It's a scientific term. It's like if you just absorb something, like. Yeah, so something happened to me through osmosis, through all the banana bread chat of lockdown that's osmosis no <laughs> okay i just okay i thought i thought you'd be like on you like you meant like it was automatic you just found yourself at the counter one day making banana bread like you'd no, woken up from a no a i blackout. did i did <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened you're a bit behind the times though because that that was like although it's very it's kind of typical lockdown behavior it was very much the first lockdown and that's me i'm always kind of Behind on the trains. Only a year behind. Yeah. Better late than never, as they always say. Um, so if you listen to, to last week's episode, you'll know that we had our first guest on in the series, um, our very good friend, Chloe, who is an artist and a designer and was on to speak about ableism and disability visibility. And it was all interesting so you can uh, 
can go back and listen to that episode. But I was going to say it's quite, it feels quite quiet without Chloe here, just us two again. It does, yeah. Sorry about that, everyone. <laughs> I know. You're getting sick of each other's company. <laughs> Familiarity breeds contempt, as they say. <laughs> I was just going to say you were looking very nice tonight, but I take it back now. <laughs> Uh well, thanks, but I don't feel very nice. I've had I've had some right issues with my wisdom tooth. I've been at the dentist today, it wasn't a great experience. Okay. Can we just leave it there? Yeah. It was because I good. haven't been to the dentist. I was due my like um checkup just as lockdown happened, so I haven't been to the dentist in a very long time and it makes me very nervous when I think about my teeth and the situation. But see to be honest, that's the first time I've been to the dentist about five years. But my teeth have always been fine, apart from this wisdom tooth. So he says they may have to come out at some point, but I'm hanging on to them for dear life at the moment. Because <laughs> I really can't face the trauma of having teeth cut out of my head. Yeah. I got mine taken out a few years ago. And I think it was all right. Got a few days off work, so. How were you after it? Were you? I think I was in quite a lot of pain. And I worked in a call centre at the time. And I remember I'd sort of scheduled a few days off because I told them kind of what was happening. But the healing time, it took a bit longer for mine to heal than what I was expecting. And I think my work were expecting me to come back in. Obviously, I couldn't talk. <laughs> and I worked in a call centre, which is quite, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was quite difficult when you can't actually talk. So I should have got quite a fair bit of time off work, which wasn't too bad. No, that's what that's what somebody was telling me at work. I was like, if you if you need to get them out, like you need to like book it, like do it in advance and like make sure everyone knows you're going to be off for like two or three days because it's like you need the time off. Mm. Um, but he said to me at the end, he was like, so um, we'll give you some antibiotics, keep doing like keep taking paracetamol, and ibuprofen, and get this. He was like, oh, you can pick up some, what do you call it, like corsidil gel to put on your tooth, you get that at the front desk. I was like, right, fine. Got to the front desk, she's like, I, that's a fiver. <laughs> Bloody skydiver. Shocking. What, did you not, why didn't you just get it from the shop or the pharmacy? Because I thought, I thought it was going to be, not gratis, obviously, because it's, dentistry's not free, but I thought it was it'd be less than a fiver. It's essentially just like, gelatinized mouthwash. It's got like, oh, that's a horrible word. <laughs> gelatinized. I but he says to me, um, eat a soft diet and um, you'll be it'll, you'll be irritating it when you speak. I was like, right, no bother. I'll just become a mute and eat soup for the next like, week. <laughs> but anyway, we'll get other through than, it. Other than that, you're you're hanging on in there, just. Just well, yeah, just. I think same. I was. I, Touching back to what you something said last week, I would love to just go down to someone else's flat for a cup of tea, just sit in their living room. I change the scenery, do you know what I mean? I'm either at work or in that bloody living room in this flat. I'm, I'm actually going stir crazy. Well, so you go out to work, but I um, go to work in my living room and then sit in my living room. Oh, God. So, I'm just thinking, so my day-to-day, so I woke up and went for a walk and then I worked from home. And then I baked banana bread, and now I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> I feel like this is peak lockdown. Something I'd like to touch on uh, 
that we've spoken about before in previous episodes. If you're listening to this for the first time, you can go back to episode five or six or something. I think the episode's called She's Not Royal, She's a Joke. We spoke (laughs) about Meghan and Harry. Um, Obviously, Meghan Markle's like totally vilified in the press for whatever reason. Well, I I can can think of a few reasons. I can think of one big reason. So I saw a, a retweet from uh, Sky News this afternoon, and they said the High Court has ruled that the Mail on Sunday must publish a front page statement about the Duchess of Sussex's victory in her copyright claim against the newspaper over its publication of a letter to her estranged father. So she wrote a letter to her dad, I think it may have been lead up to her wedding. The Mail on Sunday published it. She sued them for copyright. And now the High Court said you have to make a front page statement and humiliate yourselves and say sorry, which is great. But I was really taken by this guy's comment underneath. He said, I fear for Harry. Down the line, this really will end in tears, but he can't see it. (laughs) Who are you to comment on this guy's marriage you know absolutely nothing about? I just thought it's like the entitlement that these people have to comment on other yeah. people's private lives is bizarre. Somebody's replied to that person turn. I'm sure he's totally on the edge of his seat waiting for some bald geezer's opinion. <laughs> it's see to be fair though, that is pretty tame compared to some of the other things that I've seen about both Megan and Harry, but a lot of it is aimed towards Megan. Piers Morgan I mean, we won't go into it. Piss Morgan. Chris Morgan, he is obsessed. Like, he is obsessed. obsessed. I kind of don't go on Twitter that often. And every time I do, he's the first person I see and he's always posting about Meghan Markle. Did you not see him on, um, he was on TV recently, getting interviewed about online trolls. I was like, he is an online troll. <laughs> he is a troll. He is the troll master. <laughs> troll in chief. And he's got a daytime, like a, a morning news show in which to be a troll. Like, what's he? He's got a cheek to go on and complain. What a snowflake. Yep. No friend of this podcast, anyway, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I have a submission. So, oh. Um, someone got in touch to say that they really enjoyed my undercover operation of the anti-vax Facebook groups <laughs> and they requested that we do more. So I thought I would share, I haven't had the time <laughs> to um, for any undercover stuff but I thought I would <laughs> share, I thought I would tell the story about the time I got banned from Britain First Facebook page. <laughs> Okay. I'm looking so, to and I also got my dad, and I think maybe my boyfriend's Facebook page banned as well because I log into their account to continue. <laughs> and so this was ages ago, ages ago. I don't even know if Britain First have a Facebook page because I'm blocked, so I don't actually know. I'll tell um, you. I don't want to search it though. That like then I start getting targeted ads. Do they still exist? Was it was that no? Was that Tommy Robinson or was that was he, what, what was he in? I think it was Tommy. I think he was affiliated with Tommy Robinson in some way. Britain's Got Talent. 
Britain's first hotel. No, it doesn't. Look, I think they've probably been removed from Facebook. I yeah, can't see it. Probably. I, I single handedly took them down in 2014. <laughs> okay, so I think it would be about 2014, 2015. And it wasn't as such an undercover operation, but I don't know what I was doing at that time. I must have had a lot of spare, must have had a lot of free time on my hands that I could. And it was just all the usual tripe. So they would comment things like, you know, about Subway selling halal meat and how um, I won't be feeding my children halal. And I would just like effectively or essentially troll them and say, oh, are your children vegan then or vegetarian? <laughs> they'd reply and it was just, they would comment about like something about Sharia law and how Sharia, <laughs> no Sharia law in Britain. And then I would comment saying, oh, this is really interesting. Do you have a source and I can read more? <laughs> <laughs> Just be like tumbleweed. And then I think, <laughs> I think, I don't think I was always as clever in my like responses. That I think sometimes the like the racism and just bile. It was some of it was awful. I don't think I was as subtle as that. But then eventually, obviously, they caught on and I was blocked. So then I logged into my dad's Facebook account under the like his name and continued commenting. And then I logged into my boyfriend's Facebook and then I got blocked again. Sometimes all it takes is one, all it took was one comment before you were blocked. That's so funny. They were asking for that. <laughs> so <laughs> So you've obviously, you've got investigative journalism in the blood. I look forward to your next thing. Stay tuned. I've also got a couple of submissions. Let me see. Uh, one relating to the last episode. Someone has uh, sent us a message and said, you're right that Morrison's is the worst of the worst in terms of shopping experiences, but if you think shopping at M&S is class treachery, then I dread to think what you'd say about me shopping at Waitrose. I've never even been to Waitrose, you know. We've got a snob on our hands. I've been to Waitrose once and I, I honestly wouldn't go back. I, it was so expensive. I, I actually quite like, though, that we have some classy winkers. Well, I know. We obviously appeal to a broad demographic. Yeah, quite highbrow. As long as we're not attracting Tories to the show, I don't care. Well, I feel like if you shop in Waitrose, it's maybe a, a slippery slope. Yeah, do you know how, like, you... you you like have diabetes, but some people can be like pre-diabetic, like so unhealthy that they're about to get it. Like, I feel like if you shop in Waitrose, you're like a pre-Tory. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I um I also kind of like asked around various other people as well that I know, rather than just waiting on submissions to come in. You know, mentioned that we were going to what the topic we're going to be speaking about uh, this week, um, which is um. Mr. or sorry, just Potato Head. And um somebody got back to me and said I think you know they said well I'm I'm indifferent about them changing it, but I'm raging that they are keeping Mrs. Potato Head. She should be Ms. as if 
if you're a mister, you don't know if a man is married yet. If you're a missus, you are declaring your marital status. I was actually going to contact Patel. I don't know who the hell Patel is. I think this person thinks there's a toy company called Patel. It's, um, I was going to... It's Mattel. Hasbro make Potato Head, but I think they're thinking of Mattel. Mattel. <laughs> I was going to contact Patel about this. So much, it made me think, I too am going to remove Mrs. from my title. Mm. So... That's got the ball rolling, I suppose. Um, and kind of leads us into our Karen this week. Yeah, so as we kind of touched on there, Mr. Potato Head has rebranded to Potato Head. There really isn't much in this story. To me, it's, a, it's, really mu- it's very much a publicity stunt because there still is going to be a Mr. Potato Head and a Mrs. Potato Head. It's just that the overall kind of brand name is changing to Potato Head. So it's a really, it's a non-story really, because there still is, like our listeners um, astutely noticed that there's still Mrs. Potato Head and Mr. But obviously people have got very, very upset. Obviously. I think gender neutral has been banded about and um, yeah, let's look at the Karen of the week. <laughs> okay, so under an article from The Sun, mm. other newspapers are available. And we would encourage it. We would encourage yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the article is, Mr. Potato Head will now have gender-neutral name to break away from gender norms. And Trish has commented, For God's sake, I had Mr. Potato Head as a child. Now all you snowflakes are taking away my childhood memories. Why don't you get a life and leave things alone? Fine if you want to be known as gender-neutral. I haven't got a problem with that. But when you think you can take away my childhood memories, think again. This is totally disgusting. Yes, I am angry. <laughs> angry emojis and lots of exclamation marks. Uh, loving the um, the imagery there. I, I I can't really imagine that you know the the woke PC brigade as as they're called or trans people are like. I love the idea that they're like actually entering our head and removing memories, like the like the pond the pond sieve in Harry Potter, like actually pulling memories. Out. Oh, it's it's like I said to me, this is a non-story. Like any trans person that I follow on social media or have you know anecdotally or have hit, read articles. Not one has been campaigning or fighting for gender neutral Mr. Potato Heads. <laughs> it's really like I can't speak on behalf of that community and on behalf of all the activists, but I'm almost certain that nobody is campaigning for gender neutral potato heads or not. Like it's a potato. That's what I was going to say. Potatoes literally don't have a gender. Like, they're potatoes. I know, I, was, I basically share the same sentiment. Like, I'm not going to put words in other people's mouths, but 
like I'm pretty sure nobody cares about Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. Like nobody cares. I, d- I don't think it's the great leap forward in trans rights that we're that we were holding our breath for. It's and at the end of the day, it's actually literally just the branding. Like the box will just says instead instead of saying Mr. Potato Head, the box says Potato Head at the top. But depending on which one you buy, it still says Mr. or Mrs. Potato Head, and you get like wigs or moustaches like there's literally no change in the toy but if anything it's still very gender conformative because mr potato head has a mustache mrs potato head has like lipstick you know there's not nothing very progressive about that to me unless they're like starting to mix like the accessories in the same box i don't know but i was reading about it and like this actually like the like potato head started as literally just like a you just got the plastic accessories and you were meant to just put them onto a potato, like a literal potato, which, again, to emphasise, does not have a gender. It's a spud. Like, can we stop assigning male and female, like... Because... And also there's kids there as well, like, what the kids called, like, yam and... I don't know. So we're now, now, like, attaching, like, secondary sexual characteristics to these potatoes. Like, they're, they're having kids somehow. Can we just drop that? Like, Mr. Potato's got <laughs> Sorry, I'll probably cut that out. <laughs> That's absolutely vulgar, Bethany. I know, sorry. <laughs> I just, I thought it was just so ridiculous. But then I, I was looking closer at the boxes and it actually made me laugh out loud because obviously I didn't appreciate that that name would be translated into other languages where they sell them. So if you look at the box, it's got like, like Mademoiselle Patat. <laughs> or like Monsieur. Or like Senor Patata and all this kind of stuff. I just thought that was so funny. So imagine being a wee French kid and asking for a Mademoiselle Patate for your Christmas. <laughs> oh, Mademoiselle Patate, s'il vous plaît. <laughs> oh, so I'm just looking at Trish's comment here. <laughs> and it's funny how in her very first sentence she calls everyone snowflakes. Yet she's very, very, very angry as she said herself also like is that your is that really your fondest childhood memory (laughs) apparently so like my fondest childhood memories are probably i don't know can't think of this a specific one right now but like probably like i don't know holidays or like birthday parties or like days out or something or i don't know not a potato. <laughs> but, you know, even if it is her favourite toy, like we've said, she can still get a Mr. Potato Head. It's just that the brand name has changed. But it's, it's kind of time and time again. No, we see these kind of stories pop up all the time. And it's a kind of right-wing press try to stir this sort of divide between people. and Yeah, like put, put an issue where there isn't one there. Like... Yeah. Trans trans people are stealing your now now the now the trans people are stealing your favorite toys like come <laughs> on how how much further is this going to go yeah but as we said it's like, the same you know like at Christmas where 
there'll be an article about how you can't see Merry Christmas or you can't sing blah blah black sheep anymore. Like these things just aren't the case, but they kind of the right wing press sort of stir up this hysteria. And this I think is just a prime example of it. It's also a prime example of a company like probably just, you know, jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. While it's hot. Do you know what I mean? They've had some insane publicity from this. You know, in an age where kids are probably more and more gravitating towards you know like iPads iPads and stuff and (laughs) probably younger and younger start to like move on to electronics rather than like actual toys so Uh, again like that's not the like okay fair play move away from yeah let let kids have a a non-binary potato as a toy like I really don't care but also I'm pretty sure like the trans community also do not care the only people that seem to care are parents yeah um talking about like gender gendered toys anyway I think see if they were to say we're not having Mr and Mrs potato head it's hard because I really don't care about Mr potato but I really don't think having like gender neutral toys like generally is a bad thing. Like it is a bit old fashioned, really. You mean assigning a gender to the toy, or yeah, saying that one? Yeah, like if it's like toys, I'm just saying generally toys for all genders. Oh, you mean like boys or girls can play with it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. But I remember, I think I got like a, well, in fact, I remember one of my siblings got a, one Christmas got a doll, like a baby doll, when he was about three. Yeah. Two or three. And absolutely adored it, loved it. Just like looked after it. You know how you always see like wee girls out with their wee pink prams and wee dolls? He would do that. Yeah. God, have Exposed him on this podcast. But also, like, he's a baby. He's a child. Like, <laughs> exactly. So you like teach, teach teach boys from early age like you cannot show affection or show any vulnerability or even care about another living thing. If yeah. you so much as pick up that doll and give it a cuddle, you know you're a bloody wimp. <laughs> yeah, we want you to be. Um, we want you to grow up to be emotionally defunct. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm sure I had like a doll as well yeah. when I was a baby. I don't know if this isn't too much of a jump, but I, I cringe so much at all the um, gender reveal parties. Oh my god! <laughs> Do you know what? There was a gender reveal party that um, started a big wildfire in California once. Like they set off fireworks or something, or like I don't know, something sparked and it set all this bushland on fire and it all. Like, there was a proper forest fire. The most disturbing one I saw was... Um, I know what you're going to say, I think. They painted the, the woman's belly as a baseball and the man was standing holding a baseball bat. Oh. Like, that was the way... <laughs> oh, no, I'm not, I'm not thinking of that one. That was the way of announcing that it was a boy. So, but obviously, that has other connotations. That that was the announcement because it was a baseball bat. It was a boy because it was yeah. baseball. 
So, yeah. so girls don't like baseball, right, gotcha. No, I thought you were going to say the one I saw, which was a woman who had some sort of kind of like smoke, like party popper thing, but in her bum. And then she <laughs> farted. And it was like pink smoke. <laughs> Shut up, surely not. And that's how she knew it was a girl. Well, that's how you start them early on. Like you, you, you assign them, assigned, assigned baseball at birth. <laughs> assigned baseball at birth, and then you get a, you get a Mister Potato Head, and you just continue doing that conveyor belt of being a man, and then that's you, you're a man. Given a Mrs. Potato Head, and that's you. You fire down that conveyor belt, and you get Barbies and dolls, and then toy ironing boards can we talk about that like you can actually get toy kitchens and ironing boards which is just mental and like and they're always in the girls section which is just bizarre it's like what do you teach these wee girls to aspire to you should aspire to be able to fold a perfect pleat in a pair of chinos within 10 seconds that should be your goal in life get practicing now because that's all you're going to do for the next 50 years ridiculous i wouldn't say that i would you know, if I had children that I would raise them gender neutral because to me that just means allowing them to be whoever they want to be. I don't think there's anything particularly, like you said, your brother having a doll when he's younger, technically that's raising him gender neutral. Do you know what I mean? But what I really don't like all these, like, see, like, babies and it says, like, um, future heartbreaker. Um, like future ladies man future ladies man yeah or like if it's a girl it'll be like boys my daddy has a gun or you know something really that is hysterical um, <laughs> my daddy has a gun yeah I know what you mean like just like raise your kid and let, let them do what they want like within to me that isn't like a sort of like new age kind of happy thing to do you know i would still it was like for urgent when we were kids it probably was but like now and now when we have when we have kids we'll probably just play yeah whatever do we want play football and wear a princess dress okay whatever don't care i don't think i would go as far as to use sort of like they them pronouns or anything like that you know, I could imagine, like, if my parents, for example, if I had a baby and said, like, mum and dad, can you just use, like, they, them? It's not he or she. <laughs> we just be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but do you think, um, I wonder if this new, well, in fact, I was, I was about to say, I wonder if this new genderless potato toy is going to have an impact on any children, and the answer is, I think, no. I, huge no because as we've already discussed it's literally just the name on the box it's just... <laughs> did you have a did you have a favorite toy growing up not one that sticks out um i liked board games i still really quite like board games you were a bloody boring me child i can tell right now i also i loved see all of the stuff that was like Make your own slush puppy, make your own candy floss, make your own pop. Like, it would never work, but I just loved 
Um, what else do I have? Make your own like soap. <laughs> Bet you had make your own soap. Yeah. That's potentially quite dangerous because like soap, like you make soap from quite harsh chemicals, do you not? We like at least one of us in the family would get like that kind of present from an extended relative at Christmas. It'd be like make your own, I don't know, bloody jelly babies or something like that, and you it would just be a complete disaster. Or like somebody, or like it would be like make your own candy bracelet, but like a younger sibling would come along and like eat all the sweets for free, did you? <laughs> I hated toys like that. I really didn't like them. I wanted like board games and toys like that. I really disliked. I wanted like I don't know, like like a Star Wars action figure or like uh, any any kind of like toy that I could like physically play with. Is what I wanted. Yeah, I did also like um, loved like coloring books, um, like Spirograph, like stuff that you made things with, like felt. Um, Fel- felting yeah. and Scoobies. I love Scoobies. My God, remember Scoobies? Mm-hmm. There were several things that went like viral in primary school before like viral <laughs> was a thing. Scoobies was one of them. Yep. Tamagotchis. Do you remember Tamagotchis? Everybody yep. had Tamagotchis. Some people even had two. I know. I remember for a while I got like the Argos own Tamagotchi. <laughs> And just the embarrassment. <laughs> that that is like that is so that's like the height of embarrassment at that age, isn't it? Yeah, <sighs> I think I then eventually got like the the real Tamagotchi. They weren't that expensive though. I don't want to judge your family in situation like <laughs> that, but I don't know if you can afford it. But <laughs> well, <that> also, <laughs> do you remember Healy's? They got banned in my primary school because someday um, cracked their skull. Yeah, well, I had Healy's, but they're from Duns. Is Duns a Scottish thing? I don't know. I don't know, but it's rubbish. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's around anymore. My favourite toy growing up was a... <clears throat> I used to have a Hackney taxi. <laughs> <laughs> you said math stuff was boring. Like a wee toy uh, Hackney. It was probably about... I don't know. Probably It was quite big. It was like maybe like... Maybe it was only big because I was wee. It was maybe like four or five inches long and three or four inches high, like, and all its doors opened, it's a bit open, and I had, like, suspension. So I used to just play with that nonstop, and then one day I was uh, playing with it, and it literally, I don't know, I, I, I still remember this to this day, I have no idea what happened, I was just playing with it, and then it just literally, like, exploded in front of me. Like, it just went, boing, and it did this weird, like, spring noise, everything just fell apart, like, the top popped off, the wheels fell off and the springs just like sprung out of the suspension. It was, and I, it was like it spontaneously combusted. I, I was so devastated. That and London buses, actually now it's all coming back to me. See, when I was like four, five, six, I used to be proper obsessed with like, you know, you just get the toy, like the, the road mats. Oh yeah. <laughs> Absolutely obsessed. Like they had, actually, a weird, they had a very strange smell, didn't they? The carpety it's ones did. Oh yes, they're sort of smell. I had like the kind of laminated one. I, it's probably it. still. We've definitely still got it in the house. I can. I remember it. I remember every detail. Like there's like an ice cream shop in a primary school, and it's like. But I was obsessed with that. 
would honestly probably still like get the mat down and have a wee shot of it now. Like, honestly, <laughs> I'm that nostalgic about it. <laughs> a wee shot. <laughs> but I used to be obsessed with like getting like wee toy cars, like little like matchstick cars or what we call them, like Hot Wheels. Not not necessarily Hot Wheels, like racing cars, but like like London buses or like normal cars, taxis, and like the holy grail for me was like an ice cream van. I really wanted an ice cream van, like a ice cream van to play with on my on my road mat. And I I'd never ever got one, but my wee cousin had one. He had two and he, he would never let me borrow it. And we used to we used to physically scrap over it. I remember like physically fighting with him about this ice this toy ice cream van. But I think that also relates to the fact that I really wanted to be an ice cream man when I was wee. I wanted to like that that to be my job. I worked in an ice cream van. Were you the one that used to lean out the window and blow the whistle at night time? Mm-hmm, I did do that, yeah. How was that meant, thought to be less intrusive than just driving up the road with your song on quietly? Do you know what I mean? I think it was more for kids, so that if kids were in bed, I think that's what it was anyway. Ah, so they didn't hear it and think ice cream? Yep. But that's like a defining, a, another defining memory of my childhood is like, Especially when it's like been like summer holiday night time, so I'm like I'm up late, it's dark outside, it's kind of warm, and then like you just hear this whistle like, and then like the sound of an engine going up the street, and then it parks, and you know that's the van out there. It's got ice cream in it, but it's also selling like fags and milk and bread. The ice cream van I worked in sold Armani jeans. Shut up. It would have been like. Is it Geo Joy? Is oh my that a God. brand? How old were you when you worked in this van? Star, um, fifteen. Did anybody buy jeans from this van? Mm-hmm. Seriously? Yeah, I mean, with the risk of um, getting done for slander or a libel, I don't think the jeans were legit. Oh, quality? Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine. Yeah, I think they maybe they're falling off the black of a lorry or where. Um, oh, they've fallen off the back of an ice cream van, haven't they? They've been like Armanios. Armanios. There, there used to be a shop called Pre Marnie in the town centre. <laughs> My God, how did we get onto this from Bloody Mr. Potato Head? <laughs> no. Senor Patat. <laughs> I thought we could play fill in the blank. I found one that we could play fill in the blank with. Okay. So somebody replied to the story being. How will we know blank in relation to the 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 creation of gender neutral potatoes? Okay. So how will we know blank? What what are we not going to be able to tell apart now that they're supposedly genderless? How will I know if Mrs. Potato Head needs thrush cream? <laughs> Um, Anthony, please. Tell me. But how will we know which one is getting paid less? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <sighs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> Neither of them are being paid at slave labour. Get woke, go broke. That was another one of my favourite comments under it. As in, if you do this, I'm not going to buy a potato head. Well, you're a grown man, so I'd be worried if you were. 
Get woke, go broke. It's Mr. Potato Head, period. Okay. Thanks for your input. Oh, I just took my Fitbit off and it stinks. Oh. <laughs> but you know what's the, I know exactly the smell that you mean when you take like your watch strap off and it reeks underneath. Yeah. Ugh. Well, that was a whistle stop tour of uh, toys and gender and Well, you, for you, not for me. I, I didn't partake in that discussion. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to follow us on Instagram. If you've got any stories you'd like to send in, where you can email us at whatisitnowkaren at gmail.com. Make sure to follow, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Everywhere. Everywhere. So, no excuse. (laughs) And we love your submissions, so please keep them coming. We really like them. Yeah, you can do that on email or on Instagram. But yeah, pleasure as always, Bethany. We'll see you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Oh God, we're doing a podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.